All right, everybody, welcome back to episode 33 of the BJJ 101 Story and Podcast. We have another amazing guest today in Martin Froneman. Um, Martin, like we always try to start, well, I always try to start with a really simple kind of intro, but just kind of, um, we know you, you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu, you've been um, training under like the Gaha gym for, since you started doing presenting jiu-jitsu, which was a long time ago now, um, but just for everybody else that doesn't know who you are, just kind of introduce yourself a little bit, go back as far as you'd like to go back and just kind of talk about like, oh, I grew up here. Um, and just introduce yourself a little bit and then like kind of where you were introduced to martial arts. So yeah. who are you, Martin? <laughs> who am I? Yeah. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, from South Africa. So yeah. born South Africa, um, sort of moved to Australia when I was 11. Okay. Um, it was like right at the peak of sort of like GFC 2008. Yeah. Not a good time to come over. Okay. Um, sort of moving schools a lot. Yeah. Sort of like year to year, because uh, obviously first moved to, as most South Africans do, moved to Perth first. Okay. That's like pretty common. Yeah. Um, played rugby in school, yeah. like back in South Africa, cricket. Um, then just sort of when we came here to Perth first. Yeah. Then moved to Brisbane. It was about two years after. And then sort of struggled. So about 13. So 13 you moved yeah. here to Brisbane. Okay. Yeah. So that's really like where I started like with... Um, with jiu-jitsu it's like when i was in perth um we sort of didn't really do much sports like initially there wasn't like any like after school sports we're just settling in moved from another country yeah yeah Yeah, well that's it like making new friends kind of felt pretty like you know it's like okay i'm here on my own yeah yeah. um and then sort of did struggle a bit with like bullying and stuff so i think that's sort of like always sparked like that bit of interest in jiu-jitsu okay. even before i started it yeah you know like playing rugby and stuff like that it's like um in south africa you do have to be quite a tough kid yeah, yeah. it's like if you don't play rugby then it's kind of like oh you're a little softy yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's a pretty normal like sort of um stereotype yeah in the, over there um but yeah sort of struggled a bit with like the bullying and stuff when you then, came here yeah. or in south africa no so it was it was pretty i mean south africa was like quite a lot of like where it's just you know that's just like sort of a bit more like a normal thing but I <laughs> you, really, you, you, mean, yeah. like, you mean you mean physical violence and stuff though that type of yeah, thing. yeah 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 so you know but like I, I was quite fortunate like thinking back on it it's like we actually did have quite a good school and yeah. things like that so it didn't have much issues but then um yeah Perth was like where I sort of ran into a bit of that which I think really sort of shot my confidence which I pretty much I'd say like as a kid I didn't really have that much confidence okay and then so moved to Brisbane um <laughs> i'll never forget the moment yeah. i was playing ufc on xbox yeah, yeah and uh, my brother comes over and he's like oh come train some mma with me yeah. and i'm like hell yeah you know mm. playing playing at ufc at the time yeah. on the xbox so i'm like all right let's give this a go so i rock up and it was at me fitness in springfield yeah it was like my first class and get to the front it's like get in there we have to lay down the mats like back when phil like first opened the uh-huh. gym and like inside a little studio bit yeah and uh yeah it was just it was hilarious like put the mats down every night put them back up you know okay. had to sort of do that every night yeah and first class loved it i was like you know because first sort of seeing like all the ground stuff yeah you know you, you're not really too familiar like you, you don't know what's going on yeah 100 percent. and then sort of like yeah as it sort of time went on it's like second class went to go down again 
and the guy was like oh you need a membership okay and so i was like uh like i i went outside and i cried yeah like because he's like you can't come in yeah. and phil comes out and my brother's like trying to sort and he's like man calm down calm down yeah. and i'm just there like man i just want to do this yeah. and then, yeah phil comes out he's like all right you got one more class that's it but you are gonna have to get a membership yeah and so i went back to my mom and dad and i was like uh like I want to do this yeah. and they're like how much is it and i think it was like 600 bucks a month for six months okay at that gym yeah and they're like oh i was like i'll give up my birthday present yeah. it's like this you know yeah. can i just like have a membership and uh they're like all right we'll think about it yeah. so it was like two months later mom comes up to me and she's like you still want to do it and i'm like hell yeah, yeah. like i could just think back on that time training like yeah. over and over and over again and uh, I remember like having the money, you know, like I think yeah. I was like 14 at the time yeah. and I had the money and I was like, I think it was like 600 bucks and I was like, wow, mm. now I could buy a lot of sweets at this, <laughs> a lot of games too because yeah. I love gaming yeah. and I yeah, just, that was the decision and started training and that was it. And you so. know, a really funny thing, I just made a post that's going to come uh, in the next few days uh, on social media about private training. And I said, because I remember on the day where my mom asked me, well, what do you want for birthday? I said, mm -hmm. oh, mom, I would like a few private classes in jiu-jitsu. And when you actually leave something like as a, as a young teenager or something like that to do jiu-jitsu, you hooked. Yeah, and no, I mean, no, your yeah. Your parents see it. Look, this Truly is, love this yeah, thing, yeah, uh, to do yeah, that, yeah, 100%. It's funny. Just, I just did the post yesterday. It's going to come out in the next few weeks or so. Just prepare the post. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, um, man. Man, just like going back a little bit though, what was it like growing up in South Africa and that type of thing compared to Australia? Like, what do you think that, that the difference was that you can notice? I don't know if you can notice when you're 11 years old or whatever, but... I mean, probably the biggest thing is like safety. Like, yeah. you know, like being here like you really let your guard down yeah like yeah. you know versus like over there you just sort of i mean obviously like when i was when you're young you don't think about that sort of stuff like all As the time much, yeah but you know it's like six o'clock when the sun's coming down yeah. it's like you had to be home yeah it's yeah. just like it was a non-negotiable yeah, yeah you know like during the day we can go out and sort of like you know be boys and stuff but it's like six o'clock it's like if you're not home that's yeah a red flag yeah yeah Okay. Very, so. And Martin, what did you feel like, for example, you said you got um, bullied here. Like, why do you think that happened? Is because the, uh, the bullying here, it's more like a verbal thing. You think it has to do because you came from uh, like yeah. another background? Definitely, yeah. Uh, what do you, you attribute that? Yeah. That's a funny one, actually. Because the bully here doesn't get much into a fight, right? No. Like no, like we get in South Africa, in Brazil. It's, it's going to yeah. be sorted out. Yeah. Um, so it was actually, a lot of it was sort of like being in Perth. Um, it just like a lot of the teachers were actually almost like pretty much just as afraid as a lot of the other kids. Because it was predominantly like sort of, um, I think it was like either like sort of like Aboriginal and things like that. Because they wouldn't actually be able to sort of, um, it sort of created a bit of a dynamic where even the teachers were quite scared. Mm -hmm. So I'd be in the back of the class, like have like five people around me and the teachers just like, oh, you know, like, there's nothing they, we can they, do. Don't, yeah, okay. don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, like, you know, it's like when- They're when already no, they're still doing it in front of them, but they're <laughs> yeah. not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that really sort of, I think that's parked a bit of like, okay, if nobody's 
there's not always going to be someone there to help you. Yeah, yeah. So you like have to sort of learn to like think for yourself and like look after yourself. yourself yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's sort of. So it was more like kind of like gang type stuff because this is quite common here. Like people from you know Australia and people from other countries and stuff. There's a lot of youth gangs issues with a lot of schools like in Melbourne and stuff like that. For, like with a lot of immigrants and stuff that are coming here as well. That they have like we had somebody on talking one time you know that was a police officer we didn't actually release that episode but um they talked a lot about that about the youth gangs and stuff that's mm-hmm. a real problem in um australia at the moment um and yeah. i think you're a target with because you're the only one for another place you know what i mean like it's much <coughs> harder for you to actually have like the a same few connections people. And yeah friends so and stuff, it's easy yeah. target um but it, it's funny because i i come across a lot of parents like the other day i came on uh, and he was like Oh, I want my son. He's being picked up in school a bit, a bit. I want him to to be able to fight. And I, I, I actually th- went home and thought about that. And I think there's a misconception. It's actually about the kid learning how to defend himself, and that confidence, um, kind of like portrait that he will pass to the reflect on the other kids, will by itself make the other kids not touching him. Because yeah. I remember yeah. when I start training jiu-jitsu, when I start getting a little bit good at jiu-jitsu, no one ever picked on me anymore. Like, it's really funny, but it Your did attitude not changed. Your persona changed. Yeah. And Your I way never, you carry yourself changes. I count, yeah. like, I, if I got into a fight, it was like one or twice, you know what I mean? Like, I never, I hate fighting. I never fight. Unless the last thing, and there's nothing else. But I remember clearly that I was, I was never the people never picked up on me once I start get good in jiu-jitsu you know what I mean like they picked up someone else but not me you know yeah because I, I was the the South African kid the yeah. white South African kid yeah, you yeah. know because like one of the the jokes that everybody says um, when they first meet me this was like all the way through school was it's like oh you're from South Africa it's like and you're white and it's like <laughs> that was literally yeah. like the, the common thing yeah. so one of the um, like when you actually pronounce my name like yeah. So in South Africa, like our R's are really strong. Yeah. So when I'd introduce myself, it's like Martin. Yeah. So that's how we say it. Yeah. And so what, like, being able to say like Martin yeah. the way I say it like now was so difficult. Like if yeah. you hear my brother talk, yeah. his name's Arnold, yeah. which is Arnold. Yeah. So it's like a really strong. So everybody would pick it up. Yeah, up like the accent away. is different. So they're like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. Oh that's yeah, like, yeah, he's like he's the you know the South African kids. <laughs> yeah, it's like that that sort of spark that. Um, yeah, I think it was just something for people. Yeah, I mean, that's, like that's thinking, normal for kids and people. Yeah, that's like it. when there's difference, people get a bit worried or uncertain <clears throat> yeah. about it. And unfortunately, people are super unkind to things that they're fearful of. And uncertainty <laughs> brings a lot of fear up in people. You know what I mean? Because they don't understand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely uh, that sort of like what you were saying with kids. You know, like the the sort of dad saying like, oh, "I want the kid to be able to like fight." And it's like, I've never actually been in a fight in my life. And I'm, I'm quite proud of that. And I want to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Is like, because sort of like being bullied, you know, like I was like, oh, I didn't like fighting. Yeah. It's like, I never sort of liked that aspect of it. Um, but then obviously there did come a point where I sort of stopped. Like I, I was training a lot of jujitsu and that really like built up my confidence where I never felt like I needed to fight or wanted to fight someone, you know, That's it's like, feature, yeah. and it's the, I think the disconnect between some other martial arts, like I'm, I'm an advocate for any martial art, yeah, yeah. but I think the biggest disconnect between like some martial arts and what 
I think like separates like jujitsu and judo and things like that is the ability to like control someone without having to hurt them. And yeah. it's like even if you choke someone, it's like you you know you put them unconscious and then you can just control them or like time up or something. You know, it's yeah. like just mm-hmm. find some kind of way to not have to hurt the person. Mm-hmm. So when I started training a lot of like Muay Thai, and like because I know you've done like kickboxing yeah. and stuff as well. Like, yeah. did you do kickboxing before you? Yeah, I did, did some striking stuff before. Yeah. Nothing seriously, but yeah. yeah. So I started training like a bit of Muay Thai and that's where I started noticing, not just in the people around me that were training. Like yeah. there's this one guy, I won't say his name, but he, he was training a lot of jiu-jitsu and then he started training a lot of kickboxing, yeah. like the Muay Thai. And there was like, he went from being this super, super, super nice guy yeah. to then just like, and it was like, he started getting this chip on his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. And I even started noticing for myself where like, if I was previously, you know, if you're walking and you're in a bad mood or whatever and somebody looks at you in the wrong way or like they're just, they're just sort of, uh, they're trying to egg you on in a way. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, they're just being like, and for lack of a better term. Like you mean this individual was yeah. doing that? I guess so they were becoming confrontational in a bit. Yeah, like, and just people like sort of in general where I noticed when I was training Muay Thai, um, I started because of your almost learning, which is why I think there's that disconnect between something like jujitsu yeah. and like something like boxing. And uh, even though I'm like a big advocate for it as well is, is that you're learning, especially for a kid, like before you learn, like obviously the things you learn as you grow up. Mm. So if you, if you grow up in a household that, you know, doesn't teach you respect, yeah, yeah. Mor- like good morals, then when you go into something like boxing, then what you're learning or the kid, because they don't it's have that be moral. Misused, yeah. 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 It, they learn, okay, how do I solve my problem? Somebody's picking on me. Punch in the face. I punch them in the oh. face. Yeah. Versus jujitsu, it's like, okay, somebody's, you know, annoyed, like trying to fight me or whatever, and they take them down and they sit on top of them and like, leave me alone. Yeah. And so it's this sort of, I do think there's, that's why like, especially for younger kids, I yeah. think that's where jujitsu far exceeds. Like, and striking and like, martial arts, yeah. yeah. As, a, as a defensive sort of, um, for kids growing up, especially, yeah. but then once you sort of get older, I do think the the striking element becomes. It's a lot Im- more it's handy. important yeah. for sure. Like you, you do need to important. learn lots of different skills and stuff like that. But I think that's a really important point. And um, I think like the thing you touched on there was like because there's a different level of control and um, assessment as you do jujitsu because you actually have to think about how to control somebody mm-hmm. and manipulate them and control them. The, the approach to self-defense is the same. Like, all the approach to the way you express yourself is the same. Whereas kickboxing and boxing is... It's not as cognitive and, and, and analytical and, and focused on analysis of, like, oh, I'm going to control the person. Yeah. It's just I'm going to explode on this person yeah. in their direction and, yeah. and hopefully that it works out. So, I think that's a very important... To do with, like, the chip on the shoulder type thing... I think that happens a lot more yeah. in striking martial yeah. arts too because you spar at 80%. You spar at yeah. 20%, 30%, 40%. So everyone's kind of like, eh, man, I'll, if we went for real, I would get that yeah. guy. Oh, if we went for real, no, nah, I would beat him. And they all have that yeah. same attitude. So no one really knows the pecking order. And I, look, I don't think that you have to focus on it as like a competitive thing, but like, all, all all social scenarios are hierarchical. They have to be. Yeah. And people have to know their position for there to be balance. And there has to be um, 
like comfort does that make sense people need to yeah. know their position in society in the world and this type of thing you it, that can change there's no problem with it changing but when everybody thinks that they're the number one when everybody thinks yeah. that they're the strongest person the environment the gym, is horrible it's it's yeah. very chaotic uh, and it's very unstable and that's what happens with striking martial arts because you can't train at yeah a hundred percent all the time you know what i mean like you can with jiu-jitsu like almost the only way you can go a hundred percent is if you're trying to knock the person yeah and you're gonna hurt each other it's impossible it's unsustainable it's just like first of all from a you know like as you're growing up you sort of start to realize you know obviously like i'm sure other people don't listen what i mean but it's like you know the injuries that sort of come from from doing not just martial arts but it's like just things in life so it's like trying to like one of the biggest things I've been trying to focus more on is that sustainability. Yeah. You know, it's like being yeah. able to train and train still hard, but not, not doing it in a way where you're sort of, um, you know, you can go hard for like three, four weeks and then you're like, Man, and then you like, blow me out. Yeah. yeah. It's like, need, and now you yeah. got to like rest again for yeah. three months. And then it's like, you know, you can't sustain that. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't improve a lot. Versus being able to train like you know a couple of times a day even yeah but you're training like a very light intensity yeah. but you're getting the the muscle memory things like that yeah, so, yeah. And skill like, acquisition focus whereas training. when I first started training you know it was just like we only had two days a week yeah. so it was like we just went hard yeah. <laughs> but you know it's like as you sort of start getting more injuries it becomes less sustainable so I much prefer training more often now and. You lower know, intensity lower yeah, intensity yeah. yeah absolutely i definitely think that is something that a lot of people struggle with early on like even even like man me even guys that are like high level competitors and athletes and all that stuff now that's a little bit different because they're focusing on tournaments mm. and things but in general like it nobody likes to lose we've talked like with so many people about you know training methodology and ideas it's like nobody likes losing and the biggest reason behind like increased intensity in training is like i don't want to lose and it's like, yeah, but you have to change your focus. You've got to just make a decision yeah. to say, all right, what's the purpose of what I'm doing right yeah. now? Yeah. I'm here to learn. Or I'm here yeah. to improve. Yeah. I'm here to bash everybody and be the best guy in the gym. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's positive long term because <laughs> you can't be that person forever. Does that make sense? Every now and then, like, there's going to be somebody that beats you and then you're going to beat them. It's normal, man. I mean, a it's good normal. example of what you're just saying there is like Mike Tyson, yeah, like yeah. how now he's like, you know, for years he's struggled to, to be able to switch that off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it's like, you know, where are you going to go from like after you're competing? It's mm. like, you're going to try to bash your like doors in and yeah. you know, it's like versus like competing. So yeah. I, I definitely, one of the, which you um, have always mentioned to me is like that ability to sort of just be able to switch it on yeah it's yeah, like yeah. be able to actually go hard yeah. versus then you know like being able to sort of switch it off again yeah, yeah. and that's definitely something i've struggled with for a long time um yeah. mine's then, the opposite <laughs> mine's the opposite i'm yeah. too aggressive <laughs> you see the funny that, thing is yeah. actually that that uh, middle ground you know what i mean mm, that balance, capacity yeah. that capacity to go to switch from you know resting and calm and light even on the match to then even on a yeah. competition to then go super hard you know yeah. what i mean and uh, and that that is very important to have you know that's a very good skill to have i think you surprise the opponent a lot by doing that for too. sure i think i've fa- i found that this weekend so i i'll just yeah. say something first but like I, f- I think i'm able to do that in training 
like train comfortably and nicely in that now mm. before when i first started of course like coming from rugby and all the other stuff and you want to be you know dominant and smash and uh, i want to be <laughs> powerful you you have a hard time understanding that like actually in training that's not there's no there's no real purpose for that yeah. unless this the purpose of the training is preparing for a yeah. comp or something like that all right I've always had an issue with being extremely aggressive and overtly like I'm trying to destroy you in competition. <laughs> yeah. Now, what I've always had an issue with, and this is something I changed this weekend. I talked to Paul White, who's been on the podcast before, who's a psychiatrist, you know, many, many years. And I'm like, man, this keeps happening. Da, da, da. He's like, dude, you need to adjust your approach. It's not even the technicality. It's not this, it's your demeanor. It's the way you're approaching the person. I was like, man, that's interesting. Because I've been listening to a lot of books, audio books recently about like psychology and stuff like that and the dynamics of things. And he said, look, man, what you're doing is you're putting people in a state of fear immediately. So they become extremely defensive because of the way you approach everything. And he said, it's a subconscious thing that happens. It's with the refereeing staff. It's with the people that are scoring the fight it's with everybody the body language the body language the way you approach wow. the the energy that you're exuding wow. like the, the intensity that you're exuding makes people like worried it's unstable it's scary it's like frightening mm -hmm. so when you engage with somebody to do competitive stuff with them they're already defensive when when someone goes to give a, a referee decision they're already like uh, this guy's got something pro like he's a, he's too uncomfortable makes me uncomfortable too much yeah. yeah so i adjusted that on the weekend and i had like a really good result and i just thought it was really interesting that it was such a small adjustment just like we're talking about now to do with like change the idea of training to focus on like um efficiency mm -hmm. or sustainability as opposed to just going there and bashing, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, I think it's a really thing because it's such a subtle difference, but, it's but it crazy. changes everything. It's crazy because now you see this as a, such a small thing, etc. Mm. But it's such a uh, yeah, it takes ten years to figure out. It's you know crazy, I mean? yeah, this yeah, you know, yeah. because that's what I tell people. A lot of the improvement, right? Man, obviously there is the technical part. Obviously you have to drill. It, this is you cannot improve without that. But a lot to do with improvement of has to do with the mindset. You know what I mean about looking and how you acting. You know what I mean, like how, what can you tweak? But nothing on with the technique side. You know what I mean. And a lot of people, you might tell them in that for a long time that does not. So it seems very. It is just a detail. It's a mindset. But we have so many like uh, things already like uh, in depth in our brain that we do not change. You know what I mean. Like even the way you react. When someone submit you, like you know, what yeah. I mean? like that you, you like someone that less graduated than you, and then do one good move that you know it submit you, just by the you have to, no matter what after you get that, and you have to go, you have to work on it. You go, wait a second, I'm trying to work on a skill, or you know, he got me, congratulations, whatever. Let's go again. Let's try. You know, the way you deal with everything, like you need to really look into it you know what i mean to try to make it better you know and all these details make a huge difference but i think the thing that actually gets you to realize that is the acting is the physical action part like yeah. i'm never going to come to the realization of like man you're too aggressive you're too without failing and losing competitions because i'm too aggressive or without getting submitted because yeah. you're overly like aggressive and you're like screw this person fuck them like 
you don't learn this stuff until you put yourself through that situation. And it comes to every portion of life. You don't learn how to have a business better until you go and fuck up 10. You don't learn how to drive your car properly until you're a learner and you crash the car once. You know what I'm saying? Or scratch the, the the wheels on the curb. Like, it's a part of the process of learning. The problem that I think people kind of have is that they don't use those lessons to actually adjust that's the thing that's dangerous you're supposed to fail in life but you're supposed to use those failures as an opportunity to improve so it might take someone 10 years it might take someone three everyone's different but like eventually if you keep on the path and you keep attempting and you keep competing in terms of so you keep opening businesses eventually it'll work you will figure it out you will figure it out eventually but you've got to be open to understanding. And that's hard to do because it's fearful and scary and all that type of thing. And man, it's taken me 10 years to figure out that being like overly aggressive and like your passion alone is going to carry everything. No, man, there's other Mm. things too. And actually a lot of the aggression is affecting everything around you. Like, no, you need to relax, man. You need to relax. It's not, it's not healthy. Like it's not, it's not serving you in any way. It helps me like just consistently push forward and have this attitude that you, you, I'm never going to give up on things and da-da-da and all that type of stuff. But you, you need to have like some balance like you were saying before. The aggression's good for certain things, but you also need to be able to like interact with people and have them feel comfortable enough to actually exchange with you. Like for me, this is the and competition. The question, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, like, people are so afraid of exchanging with me. I would always lose. Not always, but I would lose a lot of fights that like, man, I fought better than the guy. I did all this stuff, but like but no one scored anything. The guy avoided the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm pissed off and annoyed. And because I'm pissed off and annoyed, the referee gives a fight to the other guy. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> and he just kept like making the situation worse. You know what I mean? It's funny. I just think it's a funny thing to talk about because it's the same it, it connects with the the training methodology yeah. thing like i know we all want to win and we all want to do well mm-hmm. and we want to do that and a lot of the time aggression is the thing that damages that you know what i mean or you're like your desire it's kind of like that reverse effect thing your desire to succeed a lot of the time stops you from succeeding and it's yeah. so paradoxical and interesting and that's something that i struggled with a lot particularly to do with competition stuff so Martin, you're also an avid competitor. You've competed a few times. You know, you um, before COVID, you were like a um, Pan Pacific champion, no gi, open weight, everything. So, um, you know, these are quite big achievements. You've won some pretty major tournaments and stuff like that. Um, when when did you actually start competing? Because let, let's even go before that. Let's go all the way back to your story before where you started and you signed up at. Um, you know, the jiu-jitsu gym there, and then we'll lead into the competition stuff. All right. Um, yeah, so it was training twice a week yeah. initially, and it was it was really good to just, like, because I, I sort of not doing any sports or anything for a long time, which, like, if parents are listening to this, like, yeah. please get your kid into sports yeah. or some type of physical you know, activity. Physical activity. Exactly what I tell. Anything, just do something. Anything, yeah. like walk run uh, doesn't matter anything swim, anything because i started getting quite overweight yeah and the thing first of all like from a health perspective it it's yeah. not good no and then second of all 
from a mental perspective because you're you know it sort of builds habits over years and i've struggled a lot with those habits over these years yeah and it's like so starting jiu-jitsu was like the one thing that just you know because like when you're young you play rugby or whatever it's like you don't need to watch what you eat like you just eat whatever right like eat as much food as you possibly can to just try to keep as much weight so it was like starting (laughs) jujitsu but like if you train all the time that's a good thing but it's like as soon as you don't do any physical physical activity that's where it just like it's it's horrible so starting jujitsu was um and phil's classes like i remember phil actually used to get like complaints because of how intense the warm-up was because yeah. the warm-up was like 20 nearly 30 minutes but it was awesome because it actually got us like super fit and it just stopped injuries because we were actually able to like get into that like high heartbeat like you're always ready to go mm. versus like you know sort of had that low intensity and then you train hard and then it's like ugh, it's yeah. like so to the system so it was like once I got training, it was like twice a week. Then we moved to three times a week. And then that's when we actually moved to like the different gyms. So it was like for, I'd say about like a two to three year period where I was just training a lot, like just sort of moving. So I didn't compete until I got my blue belt. Um, so I was, I think, 16 at the time. And it was like, I was so nervous. Like it was, you know, in my mind, I was like trying to practice that whole like, wow. Like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like in the shower and I'm like, see my hand like raise and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Went out there and just got demolished like straight away. Yeah. And I was like, you know, thinking back on it, so as soon as the match finished, so it was like, you know, obviously back then, I think there was like one comp every two months. Yeah, yeah. I think that was about the average. Yeah. So it was quite difficult to get like comps. So when I went out my first comp as a blue belt, which mm. I don't recommend that, like, Definitely, if you're a white belt, compete at white belt. Like, yeah. just go out there, compete, figure out what get it's confident about, yeah. with it. Because losing at blue belt, like the obviously the guy versus who was like a 33, 34 year old dude. Like, um, I was sixteen. You know, I I was super nervous. First groups I made, arms were gassed. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah, like yeah. first like a couple of times competing. So as soon as I went out there. And I lost, man, I just shot my confidence. Like mm. I was just, like I actually ran into the bathroom and I just started crying and Alex, you know, like Alex, yeah. uh, Alex Hong, he, he came in there and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, just cause it just, you know, it was like quite overwhelming at yeah, first, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then I didn't compete then after that for, I think it was like nearly two or three years. Like it was, it was a long time yeah. um, because it just sort of, I think I just had that negative yeah, yeah association with it. yeah n- negative association um but i mean like i was super skinny like i lost like way too much like i didn't eat much food before the comp things yeah. like that so it's just like it was it was not good it's interesting saying daisy and, and i'm looking back right now this time we had a lot of uh, white belts just like literally newcomers that give give it a go yeah. and um uh, and looking back i think it was very positive because they they take away already that kind of they had no expectations, but now they all got having a feedback from all of them. They all super king mm. and super happy uh, because they had already all the experience. You know, they got nervous, etc. But they because they didn't have any expectation, yeah. they just like oh oh wow, I know I can do this better. You know, yeah. let me go again. So I think it's very positive. I think it's a little bit different though 
with what because we do that program so we do like a competition training program like everybody that like enters that they already have like an um that's true uh like an attitude of like i want to do this seriously and i'm Mm going to try and if i lose i'm going to probably do this next year and do this thing again and and so the problem so it's a little bit different with that the program that we do here like the competition training program that we do uh for the state championship uh that that actually helps because they have to have a foundation, understanding of what it's all about, have a few te- drilled techniques, a few uh, key explanations. So that helps a lot. I think without that, it would be too early, but like, yeah. having like, that is great. Like, for example, did you know the rules when you went and competed the first time as a blue belt? No. Yeah. You know what no. I mean? So, like, I, it's, a, it's a funny thing because I remember when I competed in jiu-jitsu and I was like an orange belt or something, dude. I was like an orange belt or white belt and there was have like... No clue. I can't remember if it was an orange belt or a white belt. I didn't know there was points. Yeah. I just knew that if I made the guy tap, I would win. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. even know what points was. <laughs> Man, and I, I mean, I remember like I wasn't even skillful. The guys were more skillful than me, but I was big and stronger. I was much bigger and much stronger. I was probably like 80 kilograms and there was a division where it was like plus 70 or plus 55 or something. I mean, this is at 14, dude. Yeah. 14 or whatever. And it was like plus 55 kids division. You fight some other kid. And it's not fair, man. I'm like a man. This is a kid. And yeah. then you just grab the guy, put him in the closed guard and do a Kimura. Like they, don't yeah. need, they don't have the ability to defend. They're just physically big. And see, this is where it's kind of like, I feel like our experiences growing up, like with competition yeah, and sort of like yeah. our introduction to jiu-jitsu was polar opposites like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no but i, I went and yeah. lost as a blue belt man the mm. first time i fought as a blue belt i fought an, an yeah. adult male but this is when i was 16 same yeah. situation yeah. man i fought an adult male and i lost on points i didn't know what the hell was going on man i was doing like a knee bar on the guy i was on the knee bar position they're like he's doing a knee bar but i'm not doing this i, I had no idea it's <laughs> crazy that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't actually doing a knee bar, I was just in the position of a knee yeah. bar. And they're like, oh, oh but, man, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you came back after like three years or so. Like, was there something that made you want to go back into competing or you just... <clears throat> I think just training consistently. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I loved training. Like, it was one of those things that, you know, it's just a... The sort of like relationships that you build, the friendships yeah. that you build over the years of like training with people, you know, because you, like, I was just so quite. In, it's quite intimate, you know. It, what I mean? it is. Yeah. It's like you know, people that don't do jujitsu won't really understand it until they have done it for a while. It's yeah. like when you first start, you know, it's it's a lot more intimidating than it is that sort of you know, like the sort of euphoria yeah. sort of feelings that you get from it. I was lucky, like my first training session i got that straight away so i was pretty much always chasing that so it's like for people who like start off and they you know haven't sort of like trained for a while it's Mm. like initially it's just oh i'm getting beaten up it's like you know this guy's like choking me he's like initially you know you feel quite quite strange like you know like closed guard positions like that like mount Close positions it's like in your personal you know, bubble and yeah stuff exactly like especially like no gear and you know it'd be like shorts mm. and like some people like back then you know singlets and stuff it's like mm-hmm. obviously now it's like that's why i love the fact that we have like the uniforms yeah you know initially it was always like oh uh, you know like it is like a, a big commitment especially like as a uni like sort of a student and yeah. things like that it's like not having no money but it's like having a uniform really changes that perspective of 
like especially i think especially for new people yeah it's like belonging to a team yeah Yeah. like first of all belonging to a team and then also it's like you're you're not doing anything like weird or strange you know yeah. i think that's one true, of the things true. that people true. Never sort of thought that way. disassociate like uh. with it's like even for me when i first started doing it it's like you know it feels quite strange because you're like you're like right up against you you know it's like positions like north south it's like yeah, yeah, if you're all wearing those sort of positions short shorts and, and also yeah. things it brings to their idea like oh we're doing so there's other people this we're actually doing a sport here you know what i mean like yeah there's not that's ah, interesting point I never yeah. thought that way yeah no d- definitely just having that ability to sort of like do the martial arts like so it was like the 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 thing that pushed me to start competing again was so after having a quite a bit of time where i actually started getting back into training or i was just training consistently i think that built up my confidence where i was like okay well it was like i really i had a negative experience yeah but then i just like i was like I just want to like go out there and try it again. Yeah. So it was, it was like a, I think consistency is, and I, I know you're, you're a big, like, so like seeing how much you've changed over the years, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you've had how multiple injuries. Like, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like both knees. Is it both yeah, knees? yeah. Both yeah, knees, both ankles, knees. everything. Man. You know, it's like seeing you come back from that and not just come back from it, but like literally come back from it. It's like, yeah, it's like just, improve. Yeah. It's well, like, yeah. That was to me. That was quite like um, eye-opening, inspiring and, yeah, as well. Inspiring, yeah, inspiring, massively inspiring. Yeah, yeah. You know, because especially knowing you, yeah. you know, what I mean, like, um, it's it's different to see you know like high-level athletes and things on Instagram and things <laughs> like that, and you know, you see they come back from injuries and then they win and things. Yeah. Like, but to know somebody, you know, where. I remember us training together at Blue Belt. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget it. It was still at the old place across the road. And it was like, man, I could not hold you down. <laughs> it was just like, like trying to get on top of you yeah. or anything. You just like, you threw me off straight away. It was good training sessions like yeah. back in those days. So I'm definitely um, seeing you sort of like recover from those things and then actually come back. Like yeah. after I hurt my back. So yeah. it was like, the main reason I sort of stopped training for a long time. So I did get back to competing, got really back into it. Um, all the way through blue belt, I competed a bit and then a purple belt. I so think you, I competed so you, after the most. you like two or three year break, you came back, you were a blue belt soon and yep. you were, okay. Yep. Yep. So I was still training the whole yeah. time, but I, I think it was about like a year and a half okay, okay. that I didn't compete. compete yeah. And then I sort of just went back out there. I think I lost my first match and then, um, you know, you sort of warm up like to get yeah. a bit more used to it. Because yeah. the biggest thing I've always struggled with is that as soon as we get ready for the comp or yeah. like we're at the place, my heart rate shoots like at like 200 and yeah. I'm just sitting there the whole time and I'm like shaking and yeah. freaking out. Stress response, yeah. It was actually only on the weekend yeah. that for the first you time. You seem really relaxed there, yeah. having fun, yeah, yeah, having fun, yeah. And that was actually the first comp that I actually was able to just walk out there like do the whole because usually you know it's like you do the bow and like come out and like shake the hand of a referee and then compete and it's that usually that's like the moment where it's like boom it's just like i go crazy like just inside it's almost like i just get eaten alive from the inside Mm -hmm. um the biggest change that happened for me was one time when that happened and this was before like obviously the weekend i really felt like something was completely different. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just calm, yeah. you know? So like, to me, that's a win because yeah. I've, 
of, of improved. Yeah, kind of like improved. you were saying, yeah. like with being Progressed. able to switch off your demons yeah. Yeah. in that way, where it's like you're able to just calm down and use your aggression when yeah. you need to, yeah. but then not having to like be like crazy about it yeah. versus for me, it was always like trying to switch off this nervous freak. I was kind of like the the person on the opposite side of you, like scared of you. Okay, like yeah. if you were like versus yeah. if we were versing each other, yeah. I'd be like the person scared of you, you know, yeah. being like, oh, well, I'm going to get got anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. sort of in that sense. Okay. So the biggest thing that changed for me a few years ago was where I was actually able to still compete um, was I'd get on the mats and I remember one time I like, you know, heart rate shot up again. I freaked out again. And then I just stepped on the mats for the next match. And then I was like, you know what? This is my body just preparing itself. Yeah. Or like sort of trying to... Acknowledging the experience. So that just changing my perspective, like you were saying, changed my experience. So then I felt like once I got that, that's where I started like improving with competitions. Because like I always felt like um, when I was blue, purple even up to purple belt it's like i always felt really technical yeah. like i felt like because i would just always drill yeah, like my yeah, techniques yeah. go over them over a million times and it's like doing that so much and then going out and competing and then just not being able to do anything yeah it's like Shutting i felt, down. I felt, I felt like down. i was trapped yeah. and i couldn't compete properly and so being able to sort of switch my mindset and then go like okay this is normal and it's like again it's like you said like just literally having that consistency again another thing here yeah that seems very simple but it's such yeah. a big victory right yeah. no no but you, like I said before like you got to go through that whole mm. process of losing and panicking and losing oh, and absolutely. panicking and then going oh fuck what do I do different oh shit and then eventually after a bunch of years you go oh mm, I'm gonna I've changed my whole perspective or it's one little thing that's different and it's, you start to have different results yeah um I think too, like everybody always has like, you, you can't be completely well-rounded. Like I'm always going to struggle with, because of how you've developed as a human being, I'm always going to struggle with being too over the top and aggressive and all that. I have to do particular behaviors to find more of a balance. For example, I do certain breathing things now that like, that a lot of people think are like weird and stuff and it's crazy, but that helps me just like regulate my aggression and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. helps me regulate your heartbeat. It helps me regulate yeah. my intensity and your, that arousal you feel where you get that tingling feeling all over your whole body and you're ready to go and do something aggressive and fight somebody or whatever. You might have to do something the opposite where yeah. you actually amp yourself up, yeah. listen to crazy music, sacrifice a goat, whatever, do something <laughs> crazy and drink some blood. I don't know, but like you have to do eat some, you know, eat some steaks before you go there. Yeah. So you feel like powerful and ready to go and do all this stuff. It doesn't matter what the um, ritual is, but I think like yeah. the in, uh, specifically around competition to find that perfect state for you, yeah. you have to create certain rituals that help you find that balance. You're never going to be balanced naturally, but you can do things that help you find that middle ground a little bit more. Like I've done all these stretching exercises that I do when I warm up. Now I do this breathing stuff and this breathing stuff helps me the most, in my opinion. Like I just complete, I get focused on what I'm doing. I do my breathing things and do a certain movements with my arms on my body that I feel like is like a ritual. And then I go there and do it. And now it's at a situation where I'm much more 
in the middle, comfortable, centered, ready to just mm. like react to stuff instead of trying to force everything to happen yeah. what I want. So I think that's a really interesting kind of thing you're, you're focusing on. And something different too is like, even the guys that are the most famous, it's not that they don't get scared. It's not that they don't yeah. have anxiety. It's just that they act regardless of those emotions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they do a good job of, like you're talking about acknowledging that experience mm. understanding that it's there and then still acting irrespective of what's happening emotionally you know what i mean i think people that have success in life in anything whether it's business or it's whatever are able to act beyond their emotions mm. if you're ruled by your emotions you can't have success in things because it's it's too chaotic it's too unpredictable you you, you can't and you start reducing your world your world as well you know what i mean you get trapped you know what i mean so you could be for example in your case oh i wouldn't get a i wouldn't compete anymore you know if someone that has yeah. scared to get a flight man i'm not flying anymore yeah. so suddenly your world start getting super small for sure you know? for sure but i'm i just mean like in general like you, you, that's one component of it we're talking more like to do with the competitive side but like when of course you're going to close off things and be fearful that's like a fear approach to kind of like feeling uncomfortable which is the probably the most common thing we do that's that's what your brain's designed to do actually your yeah. brain your brain is designed to tell you hey this makes me feel scared this makes me scared or this makes me feel bad don't do that yeah. that's a survival response yeah. you, you're going to survive you're going to run and hide the problem is is it's really difficult to advance uh, using that approach so you have to, and again, this is what I'm saying, people that are successful in anything have the ability to go, I know this is scary, I know that I feel anxious, but it's just yeah. my body preparing yeah. for, for anything that's worrying, scary, fearful, something that could be dangerous for me. All right, I know that that's there, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Does that make sense? And I'm going to go there and have fun, you know what I mean? So you tweak your brain into... Like, I don't know about that, man. I don't that. think it's ever fun. I don't think it's ever truly fun. I think the experience yeah. after winning is fun. Yeah, it is. I think the, the dopamine hit of winning and succeeding is fun. I don't think the experience is fun. That I, it may ask guys that fight MMA. That, <laughs> do you think I do this because it's fun? I don't do this because it's fun. I'm getting fucking punched in the face, man. It's not fun. Do you know what's fun? The victory and the dopamine, the high of success after. It's not the experience that's fun. It's nerve-wracking and horrible, man. Yeah, but but you're only gonna have the the, the victory and 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 have a good if time you go after through the experience. if you go through the experience. Correct. So that's what I mean. The fun is at the end. But yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Like I'm not saying you're that. talking overall. Overall, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you would not allow yourself. To but have that. I think this is a common mistake i think people believe that should be having fun while they're yeah. doing hard shit no it's no, not supposed to be fun yeah. when you go the only one's gonna be the winner correct but when you go and do crazy hard workouts it's not fun during the workout it's fun it's afterwards, afterwards that you feel better yeah. i always tell people man the, when you come to jiu-jitsu the day you're like oh man i don't feel yeah. like it the fun is when you put the music on the way back home dude. correct in you the car I mean? I think about man, that's yeah. the bad. i always thought about that this but, is where the fun starts but competition is the same and and this is the thing that's why like a lot of people like man people that do competitive stuff are crazy because they will willfully put themselves in a shitty spot but it's like you need to do that to be better at things you have to force yourself into shit that's not fun and enjoyable and lovely and amazing do shit that's uncomfortable man i i, I told anthem and um I started, uh, I started like a, probably a month ago. I don't have hot shower anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah. only cold. Yeah. Like and man, like some days you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like last night was one of them. You go, uh, but then 
mate, if finish, like some, like I don't have more this like, oh, oh, I'm feeling pain here. Yeah. Some Somehow there's not happening. Yeah. And I'm also finish, you kind of like, you know, I went outside, it's cold, like you don't care, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's really weird, like how your body, because you experience that, like I'll give it a go, I'll go no matter what, you yeah. know? You feel better afterwards just by this little trick in your mind that you challenge, you know what I mean? You're going. Well, you're really actually weird. retraining your brain, dude, when you do stuff like that. Yeah. And then I went outside, which was cold as well, but I was cooking something, you know, for dinner. And I was like, because if I had the hot shower, I'd be, oh my God, I think I'm going to get sick, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so cold. Man, I was like, oh, good. No yeah. worries. It's, that's interesting. There's a lot of people that do a bunch of like courses and things around that stuff. It's uh, all of it's like closely linked with dopamine. So like Eddie, Eddie Foster, who's been on the podcast before, he's been talking about it a lot because he's listened to a bunch of podcasts around this stuff. But like even that situation of like um, having a cold shower, that like anxiety response to like, oh, this is going to be uncomfortable and putting yourself through hard stuff and then feeling good after it, it gives you a massive spike in dopamine naturally mm -hmm. and what dopamine does is motivate people to do things and you feel better and you feel like attacking the day and you feel motivated and driven to go and succeed and and you know um achieve things in life when you do the comfort based shit which is like indulgence which is yeah. mm, i'm cold i'm gonna watch a movie yeah. i'm not gonna do that workout today yeah. i'll do it tomorrow i'm just gonna put my slippers on and have a hot shower and a hot cup of cocoa what that actually does is deregulate all those dopamine spikes and now you're always like unmotivated and you yeah. always feel like no nah, i don't really feel like it yeah. i don't and you kind of touched on it before about like habits mm. well this is a mental habit mm. You have to build habits in everything. You have to build routine in everything. It starts with your mind as well. So when you put off that workout, you're retraining your brain to accept that from yourself or you're retraining your brain to be less motivated. You always have an and excuse. When, and when you yeah. go and do these little things, correct, you yeah. actually train your brain in the opposite. And that's the same with competing. That's why we always say this at the end of all it's competitions and classes and stuff. It's like, even if you didn't win, the fact that you went there and competed is important. Yeah. Good for you. That's the victory in itself because you did something to go and actually push yourself to improve. You did something to create more motivation and have a look at the people that lost. They're the ones all here coming back the True. day after three, four, five days in a row that want to train and get better because now they have motivation to do more. When the people that don't compete, they're the ones that when it's too cold, they don't turn up. The people that have been coming now because it's cold here and it's been eight degrees, oh, put the slippers on, they don't come here because they don't compete. They don't have motivation. They don't motivate themselves to continually be driven and do more. You have to act to have that happen. Just like you're having cold showers, just like you entered a competition and now you want to train more and you come into the trainings more and you come into the trainings more and you're fixing whatever injuries you have and doing yoga and doing all that stuff. It all starts though with retraining your brain as well by doing all this stuff. You know? And man, you save water. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go so quick. You yeah. save water, you save soap, you save everything, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so quick. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like when it comes to the the kind of excuses, I definitely became that person. Like I was saying, saying to my girlfriend, like just the other day, I was like, you know, I like said, like I'm sorry for all the like all the times that I just haven't done the things I should have done. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's I think that's 
sort of the biggest thing that competing gives you is that ability to just go, you know, because it costs money. It's like you have to do a lot of training for it. It's like you might go out there and get hurt. It's mm. like, you know, and it's just like, is it really worth it? It's like, you know, I could be laying like in on the couch, like watching Netflix or mm. like whatever. It's like doing the comfort stuff, as like yeah. you said. And it's like, I remember even on the weekend, <clears throat> it's like getting bumped up to the ultra heavy yeah, weight. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, ah, it's like, you know, mm. and after her, like getting knee barred twice, I was like, you know, I'll just. I'm all right. Like I've already done my part. Yeah. Like, you know, who, who's going to notice that I'm not there on Sunday. Yeah. And then I remember it was in the morning I woke up and I was just like, Nope, that's, 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 that's bad. Yeah. Just get in the car and go. Yeah. And I'm glad I did, you know, yeah. I went out there and just got beaten up, but it's, that's part of the experience. And yeah. I felt like every match I was improving a little bit Good. in the sense that it's like, I felt like by, um, like the first match of like against Robbie, it's like yeah. the, that first one, you know, it's like I actually went out there and I, I, I felt quite confident. Yeah. It's like, obviously technically like sort of just, um, you know, sort of things sort of, I think now I'm recognizing that time on the mat. Cause like, obviously like having a fit body and like a strong body where you feel strong and healthy mm. is important. But then also like you have to have the training, you know, it's like, if you want to compete at jujitsu, you have to train jujitsu. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like if you want to run a marathon, like, yeah, you gotta go and run. Your position you gotta go, have to be you gotta sharp. go run. Yeah. It's like that's 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 the thing. So yeah, I think competition training versus normal training is very different. Like you have to have shit. Like the 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 way we structure the competition training program in terms of like the the drills and stuff you do, it's not about um, you, you can't think anymore. Like yeah. you, you, it can't be yeah. something that you're like um, actively trying yeah. to process and go mm, what's the best option now like it's yeah. too quick it's too aggressive yeah. it's too much intensity like this is real like high level um quick paced reaction based stuff yeah. the only way to do that is to train at that intensity for a period of time a period of time not forever yeah. you can't do it forever yeah that's why people do camps yeah at that intensity to prepare for the battle you can't train for that like that year round you should train year round for skill acquisition like we talked yeah. about before 70, 60%, 75% intensity, think about things, explore, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Competition style, not at all. You may, you might do six weeks, eight weeks, two months, three months, whatever, preparation for a major event. But in that preparation, it's all about reaction. Yeah. You don't have to think about what you're doing anymore. Yeah. You've done it in that period of time. You've done it 10,000 times. The moment you touch your partner's body, you're already completing the movement. Yeah. It's not something you have to process or think about anymore. That's how sharp it has to be. That's how um, automatic, autonomous that you have to train into your own mind, the skills that you're going to apply on the competition. You, you can't do it any other way. That's why people do pad work in boxing. That's why people go over and go over and go over certain combinations and, and then get their, you know, they watch footage of their opponent and pick weaknesses they have and go over and go over and go over the combinations that are going to be best for their style of striking. It's how it works. You can't beat that shit. You got to do it. Because yeah. the, the, I still believe, <clears throat> I'm sure you would agree with me on this, whereas your number one enemy is yourself. Yeah, like yeah for if, sure if you're sure. not you know it's like if you you go out there like um you know it's you're versing your opponent but everything you do 
will dictate as well what they have available and so it's like if you're if you're going out there and you're like you know just leaving your legs exposed or like arms are up but that starts like, that just, starts three months before yeah Does that makes sense and this and, is and what i'm trying to kind of mention yeah. like exactly what you're saying yeah, yeah leaving your legs out and doing this and doing that and fixing yeah. your um flaws and stuff that starts three months before that starts five years before it's not like, gonna be like a youtube video right before your match like oh flying arm bar. <laughs> yeah well that's common man there's like yeah. oh, i want to do a flying arm bar this weekend dude you've never done one before why yeah. are you trying to do one now the funny you, thing is is like every guy one guy in a hundred be able to do it though. that's the problem and that, that's what yeah. i mean by like the like you're your own worst enemy is because if you haven't practiced those movements yeah you know it's like first of all you've got a resisting partner so it's like if they're bigger stronger faster better than you mm. that's already like you know you're trying to beat usain bolt at running when mm. you never run yeah, yeah it's yeah. like you know you have to first start running yourself and then you can start to like add that and that's like you were saying like it's just that repetition 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 but one, yeah one thing that i really liked from the competition class was how you mentioned with um the ability to in between matches yeah. be able to switch off and like calm yourself down yeah i was like i think that's that's something where previously i'd spend an hour two hours before the match and then still, obviously like yeah. i'm still just like ready to go like ready to go and this then by is, the time the match comes you're like oh, this God. is probably the most difficult Rinse. thing in life man like we're actually talking about this underlyingly and everything we've spoken about whether it's like knowing when to be aggressive knowing when to be yeah. more calm and finding the balance of in between the two and switching on and switching off knowing when to um train in an aggressive way knowing when to train in a way based on skill acquisition knowing when da 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 knowing when da 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 like your ability to, and i think they actually talk about this stuff a lot to do with um like dopamine and all that type of stuff as well and a lot of like mental kind of stuff your ability to switch between mental states heavily dictate success in a lot of scenarios because one way of existing doesn't have success in this area just like in jiu-jitsu i always talk about this in the classes and stuff but like everything you do in jiu-jitsu is based on how tight you are to your opponent there's times where you have to be really tight and powerful and use that connection to throw them around and there's times where you disconnect from them and loosen up and you need to move to a better position you need to know when to change between those two states. You need to know when to change between high intensity training and skill acquisition. That's the key to life, man, because it's a tool and a tool has a purpose and a function. And if you don't use it for its intended purpose or yeah. function, you fail. Yeah. And again, this is hard to learn. Yeah. It's difficult stuff to like memorize and understand. Which yeah. is exactly the same as like when you try to switch off to sleep, you know what I mean? Like sleep is one exactly of the, the most same. important things. <laughs> for us to actually yeah. pro be productive to what we need to do. So that switch, so all these switches are, we need to go really be accountable and try to work on and be experiment. And the, the right thing is like, to the day we die, we should be always try to, to improve ourselves. You know, I think that's the, the key as well, you know, have that element of accountability with us through life, you know, and be seeing the experiments, trying, you know, experiment here, finding stuff, okay, that works for me right now in this purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very important thing. I think jiu-jitsu gives a lot of accountability. You know what I mean? The yeah. more you do jiu-jitsu, you can if you can take that part of competition even more though. Competition, yeah. even, competition more. even more. Yeah. Man. Competition even more. Absolutely. But the accountability aspect that you can uh, take to all uh, realms Walks of, of life. life. Yeah. yeah, it's very very interesting. The sleeping thing is interesting too, though. Like 
um, your ability to switch off like stress wise is what yes, you're talking about. Yes. Um, is a major indicator to whether people change or improve because sleep is one of the biggest components to like adjusting your like neuro pathways or whatever yep. or change or creating new connections that happens through sleep sleep yeah so like if you can't switch off and you don't sleep well you don't get to those deep deeper levels of sleep it makes it more difficult for you to create different connections in your brain so again it's like it's it's psychological but it's also and like anatomical it's physical it's biological <clears throat> you actually change your own brain doing this stuff yeah whether it's like accepting challenge or being able to switch off from the stress of life and relax and regulate the stress in your life to have a deep enough sleep to change your brain connections to improve your life again so it's it's a very um, interesting stuff that I think people always knew um, anecdotally. Like you, yeah. if you look at religious books, if you look at just people that have been successful in the world, they're like, oh, do this stuff and it works. But now you can actually prove this stuff yeah. through science and data <clears throat> and stuff. And it's very interesting stuff, man. Uh, people know what they have to do. It's just whether or not they actually do it. Man. Yeah. And everybody and knows if you want to lose weight, you know, eat less food, yeah. do some exercise, caloric deficit, and the, simple, and but that, yeah. the, like you touched on a really good point there where it's like, you know, you can have all of the best knowledge. It's like knowledge is only power yeah. if you use it. hundred percent. And yeah. it's like, I've learned that. Like I went, I went through a phase where I was just, cause I think growing up like during the phase where I was doing jujitsu a lot. So I used to play like competitive, like gaming. Yeah. And, um, Playing that, like I would be up till four, sometimes three, four on in the morning and yeah. then go to school like at eight o'clock. Shit. So that was like pretty much my life for like a long time. And yeah. that definitely stunted my growth. Yeah. So I, I pretty much didn't sleep for, it was quite a few years. I think it was like nearly four, six years yeah. where I didn't, I only slept about like four to six hours yeah. max. I know, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's like was, in a key time of life yeah, you should key, be developing absolutely. your brain and I definitely think that stunted my growth like mentally yeah. because um, like obviously everyone's like oh but you're tall it's like, yeah. oh. but man like mentally I always felt like things took so much longer to learn Yeah, like obviously like um, having this sort of Although, like, initially I thought it was like, oh, because I'm South African, it's like second language. But that's actually supposed to improve your ability to learn. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. which yeah, being that's, bilingual, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I always thought that. I was like, oh, but, you know, it's because I'm, like, sort of South African. So yeah. Excuses, yeah. right? But it was actually not sleeping enough. Yeah. Then when I started sleeping more, it's like, I was like, man, I like, and then oh I started God, reading person, books yeah, and yeah. things like that. And I felt like my mind was finally starting to switch on because I feel like, all the things they did in jiu-jitsu and the, the reasons I got good at them was because I just did them over and over and over yeah. and over again. It's like you were saying. Yeah. It's like I had done a lot of those techniques like armbar, triangle, yeah. <laughs> and kimura. Yeah. Like those things I have done just like probably like oh, thousands and thousands yeah. of times. Just those simple movements. Yeah. But then everything outside of that, obviously, I was like quite like useless at. Yeah. But then going to getting sleep then I was like, wow, like eight hours sleep is amazing. Yeah. It's like the, not only the, the like, so ability to like, sort of like be, it's like when you get a good night's sleep, 
Like, yeah. you know, that like nice switched on feeling you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody says something, you just reply straight away and not like, oh, what would you say again? Yeah, what yeah, was yeah the like thing that cloudy, sharp, like, fogginess. Yeah. yeah, you're like super sharp. Mental sharpness. Yeah. So then like reading lots and like sort of getting a lot more. I feel like in some ways I started getting a lot more like mental, uh, uh, like attention to my jujitsu yeah. and like in life versus like when I was younger, I was a lot more just, you know, like working labor, yeah. like things like that. It's like, you're always just, you just have to do things. Yeah, so I felt like I had great. some like uh, ability to sort of do things like where you can sort of make calculations in your mind where it's like physical stuff, you know, like moving a chair or like picking something else. Like you could see things that other people probably can't see so much because you just do it all the time. Yeah. It's like you are a, it's like what you do is who you are. Yeah, yeah. And so then going into like sort of reading more and things like that and, like learning more jujitsu skills yeah. you know because i was always the person who was like no i just do the same techniques over and yeah, over yeah. and over again i would never go on youtube or anything like that to like learn new techniques and then i felt like i started getting a lot more like that mental i was like wow like i can see like the different things connecting mm. and, and then i sort of dropped the whole physical thing i was like oh i don't need to train as much or like, yeah, things yeah. like that and then i feel like now i'm finally at a point where i can see the benefit of both where it's like you can have all of the knowledge, like you can know every single technique in jujitsu or whatever. Mm. And it's like, but if you can't do it, yeah. like if you cannot physically get that position or, or this position or, or get that the position, timing it's like, it or whatever, yeah. it's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. So it's, it really is that balance of everything. Yeah, so, 100% and oscillating between the two. Yeah. You need, you need to be tactical in times and you need to be uh, like just aggressive and explosive in times, like whether it's competition or in anything. Your ability to change between states and and ways of acting and behaving dictates how how much success you have. You can't just be one thing forever. Yeah. But like, I think we kind of get taught, and I think it's incorrect in like Western countries that like, you you should always focus on comfort and joy and 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 happiness. Mm -hmm. And that attitude is so ingrained in like the yeah. society and in people's <clears throat> psychology that everybody's always looking for this one thing that fixes everything i the hear this the question silver bullet, yeah i hear this question every class what is the best way to do this and i have to say every time dude it depends what you want mm -hmm. what what car is the best and they're like oh 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 <laughs> what type of food is the best <laughs> what shoes that's, are the best that's such a what good clothes point. are the best what's the best what does that even mean you don't even think about this stuff. You just want me to give you an answer that solves all your problems so you feel comfortable and you never have to think about anything yourself. Yeah. That is not how life works, dude. Yeah. There's no such thing. There's things that are good for that and there's things that are good for that. It changes, man. The situation is, it's subjective. Mm. You just have to understand the underlying rules of what <clears throat> you're looking for. For example, I want to lose weight. Caloric deficit, that's the only rule. Yeah. Eat less in calories then you use up in the day. All right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be fit on the Porsche. Yeah, you wouldn't fit on the Porsche, exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, that's the only rule. The way you do that doesn't matter. If you want to be vegan, if you want to be carnivore, if you want to be blah, 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 it doesn't matter. It still yeah. falls under one rule. Yeah. Less calories than you use up in a day. But people you are very Mr. Theory right now, you know, like I was doing a diet and then people, 
But what diet? Eduardo's diet. But dude, you know but I mean? dude, like, my diet. But this is that I know will lose weight. Dude, you know? Don't dude, talk that. You know, this is the problem that I'm talking about. People want to talk more about the nuance of the shit than actually achieving the purpose. The name, of it. yeah, yeah. What are you the trying time. to do? You're trying to sweep the guy, yeah. So hold him in some way so that he can't post yeah. on that and push him in that direction. That's the basis of the thing. You're focusing on. Oh, but should I hold the grip like this? And should I do it with my butt facing the sky and holding his collar and my toe in my own mouth, dude? <laughs> Yeah, I grab know. the guy and kick him there. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you do that. I Pick know. a thousand ways to do it. Just do this. Oh, but I don't know what the... Be- there is no best way. God damn it. I'm telling you. It doesn't exist. Pick something and do it. There was one class you taught like ages ago. And yeah. I remember like going to it. And you spoke about that like spectrum yeah. of where it's like connection and disconnection. Yeah. And, and I remember like just sitting there and I was listening and... It was just, it just, it was so clear, like you pointing it out in that way where it's just like you, you have all these techniques and ways to achieve the same thing. hundred percent. But then, and I think I was always that person trying to find that perfect thing. You know, we all like, are. This yeah, is what I'm saying. Course. Societally in the Western culture, yeah. this is what you're taught to look for. Yeah. Happiness, comfort, joy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The one, ama- the one. Yeah. The one thing, the one yeah. job, the one partner, the thing that's going to make me And I think fulfilled. struggle helps, helps with the opposite. Struggle, man, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how, man. Just make that shit happen. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. But that's because we're coddled in Western countries. That's yeah, why. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole purpose. It's like, because life's so good here that yeah. you never experience any discomfort. So you're just chasing some amazing fantasy of a perfect life that doesn't exist. Just people, like the video game. Correct. But people that live in other countries, that life is fucking hard. So they're yeah. more in, yeah. in tune with the reality because life is difficult every day. Yeah. And you don't have the ability to kind of get caught up in that fantasy. Yeah. Because you don't have the every, option. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have the option. Yeah. No, yeah, man. I definitely agree with you on that. But continue about the the um, thing you were saying about like the clearness of the spectrum or whatever. Yeah, like it it really is like when you put it like that, it it really just simplifies. And I, I think that's one of the things I've really picked up with your teaching is you take really complex things, yeah, and just turn them into very simple binary ways. things. Yeah, it's either this or it's yeah. either that. Yeah, and but then also having that where it's the the way that you're doing it is it's not a closed so th- there's like a, a principle in like um computer science which I, i'm gonna butcher this but essentially it's where you're able to add things to a system yeah without changing the, the system. system yeah and it's like that i feel like you've done that in many ways with your jujitsu and that's why you're able to just like take really yeah like whether it's this technique, that technique, and that. It's just yeah. like that spectrum of where you can just draw a line. And it's like, okay, here's 100%. Here's 0%. Where are you on that line? It's like, yeah. are you super connected to the guy? It's like, are you, is he trying to crush your head? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's holding you that tight. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're on that spectrum. You need to go further in that direction. Yeah. Because trying to disconnect from that, like you just, you know, it's like you're trying to break through the wall when it's concrete. It's yeah. like okay you use your head sure yeah. <laughs> you can go at it all day yeah. you're not going to get through yeah. it so it's that really like changed my perspective that's that. actually really yeah cool. that's the goal you know what i mean i try and make it as clear and 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 mm. concise as possible of course there's exceptions to rules you know what i mean there's there's exceptions to all laws yeah. um nothing is 100 percent absolute that's also another paradox in the world but 
Yeah. We're, we're talking about probability. I want you to have the most success possible. And that comes down to what's the most common thing that's going to occur. And in this situation, it's this. In this situation, it's that. And like we talked about caloric deficit, that's the rule for yeah. diet. You, you, you are going to lose weight. Is there some exception to that? Potentially, maybe. Cut off your leg. There you go. There's an exception. Yeah. Don't have to go on any diet. You lose you know, a third of your body weight. But... Um, the, yeah, funny, but it, see, there's always an exception to the rule. Yeah. Um, people focus less on what they're actually trying to achieve and all the little intricacies and yeah. bullshit that comes to like the way of doing it. The way of doing it is irrelevant. Yeah. What is your goal, man? Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. I mean, the way I see it, like Anton does really well, is like he gets a, a complicated, uh, you know, like a thing that haven't been put it together. He creates a very simple concept, mm. and once you have that concept, he opens you for the window gets bigger. You know what I mean? So suddenly you have more understanding of the options and the timing to do the options. And jiu-jitsu yeah. is really related to timing as yeah. well. You know. So that's uh, yeah. That's very nice. I mean, I think it's. That's similar to what you just said, you know, but that's how I, I feel as well. It gives people, but you have to really try. People have a problem because they want the answers. They want mm. the best. They, they have a problem to try to, to digest a very simple concept sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, but that concept it can be better than 10 techniques, yeah. you know, because they're going to use forever and they're going to make a hundred techniques you know well like he was like martin was saying before is like you can know all the techniques but if you don't know when to do them and you don't know when to change between the states of when to do certain types of techniques tight techniques loose techniques whatever like groupings you want to put them in you still don't have any success dude yeah you can't have success because yeah. you don't know when to do things yeah. you don't know when to not be. for example if you went if you were about to go to bed and it's called timing in English. Yeah, correct. It's called timing. <laughs> if you were about to go to bed and you were drinking coffee and you were watching a movie and you start doing this and you start doing push-ups, probably not a good time for you to have high arousal. You're trying to sleep, correct? Mm. It's the same shit here. It's just when you use extreme analogies of how we do it, people go, oh, that's so stupid. Yeah, but that's how stupid everyone is with so many other things in life. You know that you fuck, there's no point of you training 100% all year round. You're fucking injured every three months, but you still do it. Why? You know that going out and drinking 12 beers a night or 12 beers a night over the weekend is not good for your waistline, but you do it anyway. What is the purpose of what you're trying to do? Uh, oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, all the bullshit, discipline, ill-discipline crap. No, what are you trying to do? You know what to do already. People don't want to do it, man. That's yeah. the only fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, like that, <clears throat> that's definitely where I got with, like once I felt I started acquiring more knowledge, I was like, it's almost like in some ways, like you get a little high from it. Like you're like, oh, wow. It's like, you know, it's like a new technique or something like that. Mm. And then you're like, oh, well, I'll just look up a new technique. Yeah. And it's like rather than, okay, you, you pick a new, because there, there definitely comes a time where, and I'm sure you, you'll probably like realize this, especially like with your training. It's like we we're talking like with the concepts, like you mm. can have like millions of different techniques, but if you're never able to use them. Mm. So it's like, but then once you get really good at, like I got really good at like a set of techniques. Yeah. And then it's like, but then I did sort of close myself off quite a lot from like other things. That's because that stuff works and it's comfortable. Yeah. It's comfortable. That's the that's, whole, and, that's and the that's whole exactly, attitude I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. And then once it was comfortable, then 
I was like, okay, now I need to improve. So then I started improving, but then I took improving yeah. as being lazy to like um, acquiring knowledge of, you know, oh, I'll just learn this technique, learn this yeah. one and this one. But and do you know, one. but do you but know I when never actually embedded them in me yeah. like you said with the tool it's like physical, you can yeah, if, if if we're in a like in a like a moment like where it's a match or something mm. and somebody like grabs the neck it's like if you've drilled a thousand times okay grab it go boom 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 yeah. it's like it just happens yeah. it's like whereas when you're like oh i remember this one technique and it said to grab here and you're like i can't break the yeah, grip yeah. but if you've broken that grip a million times because yeah. you you know the feeling it's like yeah. there is a an element i think um especially like I think for newer people like starting jujitsu mm. like it takes quite a long time but it's like i feel that connection you have to a technique yeah. it's not just doing the technique because <laughs> i think often we look for this perfect okay yeah it's like you said like the perfect grab it like this and perfectly break it off like this but it's not always there's so many variables yeah. right? like somebody can grab your collar but it's like why are they grabbing here here yeah. here 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 so it's that being able to feel and know and that only comes from training. It's like sure. knowing exactly where to grab and how, and if they're resisting, then to change. And it's like, because if you don't, then it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I just want to mention like one last thing, which I think is um, kind of um, important to note. But like, I, I've, man, I've said this a bunch of times. Like, it all comes down to personal responsibility in the end of all of it. Like, it doesn't matter what social issue, it doesn't matter what's happening in people's lives. It's always yeah. personal responsibility. Nothing supersedes that in life yeah. you, the excuses the bullshit that oh i don't oh, oh but my weight no all right people only change when they're forced to change that's it people do not change on their own animals don't do it nobody does people okay not true there's exception to that one in a million person one hundred thousand whatever will consciously go oh this is not working for me i'll do something else most human beings are their human nature they do stuff based on survival. That's what human nature is. Everything you do is a survival mechanism. Why do you find comfort in those techniques that we talked about before? Because they work for you. Yeah. And if you venture outside of them, you might lose. Yeah. And if you and if yeah. you venture outside of that, you might get tapped. Yeah. And if you venture outside of that, it's scary because it might. It's unknown like a scramble correct you know, it's like you, you don't i might have, lose like, i might have bad outcomes i might have fear 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 comfort is good comfort is good stay yeah. safe stay survival 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 people only change when did you feel like changing the techniques when someone got you within submission yeah. when they stopped working <clears throat> when you went and did a competition and i didn't get the result i want yeah. that's when people change yeah but you got to be a little bit frightened and scared initially because even to get to that point you got to be confident enough or um accepting of challenge enough to put yourself in a position to train with somebody that can actually beat you yeah. and some people don't do that point and that's why i value people's effort to improve i don't care that you lost congratulations for going there and actually challenging yourself and putting yourself in a situation to open the world of possibilities of improving your life instead of hiding yeah. And never doing a competition and never training with that guy that's hard to train with. Man, I, everybody has that experience. You talked about waking up in the morning before the comp. Man, there's times here where I'm like, fuck, I don't want to train with that guy, man. It's going to be this aggressive training that's hard. It's going to be close training. Mm, I don't know. And then you, you're like, nah, fuck it, let's go. And you do it anyway. And, yeah. you, and then you feel great about it and all the stuff we've already talked about. But you to do better in life, to do things, 
you need to put yourself in the worst case scenario ever. People change when they have to, not when they want to. That's that's the world, man. People create businesses and earn this money and do all this stuff when they've got no other options and they've got no opportunity. People do shit based off of survival. That's human nature. You will figure it out. Drop yourself in the deep end. True. You either True. die or you figure it out. True. That's the nature of humans and it's always been their, their nature. Yeah. Martin, um, just um, you start teaching as well, you know, and you've been teaching for quite a while now, you know, yeah. and what are the... the the, how how much you think that helped with your jiu-jitsu having to teach and what to be your advice following up on the question with someone that just you know studying jiu-jitsu you know like what you could tell with your experience now teaching for them to focus on or not to do in order for them to improve faster yeah well definitely like the biggest thing i learned from teach because when i first started jiu-jitsu it was pretty much just Phil teaching at the, the Springfield. And like initially, I just started helping with the kids' classes. And mm -hmm. initially, I was just the dummy, you know, for Phil to sort of like oh, yeah. demonstrate the techniques and cool. things like that. And like definitely the biggest thing that teaching helped me like sort of over the time that I was training. Because one of the biggest things is when you don't have good training partners. And when I say good training partners, I just mean like, you know, like high level sort of like... Um, technical it's like if you're if somebody comes off the street and they've never done jiu-jitsu it's like don't expect them to know everything yeah. and, and i think that is that is something that i've picked up over this time where initially i was quite good at that because i had to in order for me to get better i always had to help my training partners you know it's like and same because the same way like you know they do something and i'm like what did you do and that's how you really improve. But then teach coming from a teaching perspective, like where you're actually teaching a class. Like I would say like I was probably not the best coach for like quite a long time just because I I sort of started because you know, once you learn these concepts, these principles, these things You in expect other people to have something. Like I think you it's start obvious. Thinking, yeah, you think it's oh. like can't you just see it? Like can't yeah, you just yeah. do this thing? Yeah. And and I think I have that, this chat all the time yeah. with Phantom Man because and I love to put myself to, that's why I like to go and learn new things yeah. because I can just be see how hard it is just to get one word, yeah. you know, like I started doing Pilates, I started doing yoga, just to understand one movement, one yeah. word or what they're saying, it's already, oh, okay, okay, I know that one, you know, yeah. today, and I can see how hard it is for us, this is obvious, you know, yeah. but a lot of people that are very experienced in a field struggle to give information, you know, and that's yeah. why it's good to be a beginner at something, you know, yeah. do start something, feel how hard it is so you can... Yeah, to understand Expectations, ideas, your yeah. expectations can be equalized towards it. Yeah, I felt that with... Uh, that's interesting. With man. coding and computers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, never grow... Like, I always grew up playing, like, video games yeah. and stuff like that, but actually learning how the internals work, yeah. that just opened my world. I was like, okay, wow, it's like... You know, and even just not training consistently for myself, like for a long time, like, you know, because when I was teaching, I really just focused on like a lot of my students where I just felt myself kind of trying to sort of get them to the point where they sort of improve. Yeah. yeah. So helping them learn in the way they learn yeah. versus like sort of just throwing <laughs> out a bunch of techniques. 
and then you know like it's everyone's just, different it's, it's, yeah, hard exactly. to, it's hard to hit like every different facet of how people learn whether some people yeah. need to hear it a certain way some people need to see it a certain way some people need to go and physically do it a bunch of times everyone yeah. learns in different manners and stuff and it's difficult and absolutely some people are very timid some people are more overt like you talked about this um about a particular ufc coach and stuff like that that got in trouble online because of what he was saying to somebody during a fight and stuff but they know how to deal with their athlete. They are yeah. very intimate with them. They understand the nuances of their psychology and stuff. They know how to deal with them. And that's a really hard thing as a coach. Like you're dealing with different personalities, different psychologies, different yeah. all these things. Some things you can do with some people that you can't do with others. That's hard, man. Yeah. Yes. Because you're trying to figure that's out all the hard. little mm. nuances of how to deal with everybody. Like yeah. in group classes, it's pretty difficult. You know what I mean? Like you just try to hit as many different ways yeah. of teaching as possible. You sound and you click and show your hand and stuff. Yeah. Or you, you step it and go one, two, three. Yeah. You explain the technique. You show it a bunch of times. So you're trying all of that stuff. Then you'll walk around and show people individually. You might do it on them or you might get them to do the movement they're doing on you and tell them how to move their body and stuff. It's really difficult to hit all those different like... Um, aspects of how people take information and like you're saying it's everyone's different yeah man i always struggle with that always yeah. i always will too you always expect people like yeah like man come on you can't get it come on yeah but no it's hard and even uh, there's another you know a, a coach just like in soccer for example they'll they'll have like a, a player and they'll say man maybe you can play at this position here rather than position and then suddenly the guy becomes amazing you know like mm. so I think jiu-jitsu you can also come to a person that used to happen a lot back on the day like you can come to a person that you can clearly see that man this guy has a really good uh, quality here aptitude he, for these for these moves you know yeah. these techniques would work well because of his body or because he's flat whatever and you just give them that two three techniques and man with that the guy flourishes you know yeah. so which is another thing as well for the coach to try to develop there's mm. so many uh, uh, things that the coach has to develop you know like understanding people's psychology understanding how to push each each individual which is different understanding what you can actually give to that person the package that can get to the next level um, yeah and, and I I think I think uh, it's a big challenge it's always it's always improving like it's amazing how we're always improving that, that, that I think that's the biggest key in anything we do in life, man, it's always try to improve, be open to accept like there is innovations in the world. There's like people that are like when I went to, for example, when I went to Dara, um, everywhere I go, I try to learn something everywhere I go. There are things that I learned from Pilates that I use here, like, you know, just the way they run the business. Like when I went from Dara, you don't know that, but I, 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 I spoke with Fianto, for example, they do, a, you guys do a lot of training through the line. Like, you know, like, which probably we've done here before many times, but we stopped doing a little bit. And that thing is really good, you know, like some classes do, man, train to the line to submission happens. So there's no much, you know, time out, you know what I mean? You'll have to change partners. Everyone trains with everyone. Everyone have a time to think about the technique. So it's a very good training as well, you know what I mean? Um, that's easy, but like everything has like a reason. A lot of the time that's yeah. because of the space. You need, you need more yeah. space so you do it that way. And... Yeah, like, it's just funny how things formulate and that type of thing. But in saying what you were just saying there, like, it being, like, super balanced as a coach and then even the types of trainings you do to make sure people train in a way that they're going to improve, a lot of the time positional sparring is better than them doing normal training so they work on specific skills. It's such a multifaceted thing for coaching 
but I still believe aside from all of that stuff, the thing that's most important is people understand the, the underlying foundational mm. rules for how things work. Because all, all the technique, all the training, all the other stuff, if you don't understand what you're actually uh, attempting to if, achieve, yeah, sure. you're wasting your time. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, like I, I think one of the, like when I first started Jiu-Jitsu, my primary focus was always to get submission. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that was it, like it that was good. always awesome. just that was always like the main thing. So, like going out on the weekend, I really felt like and having that sort of bit more of a calm, I did feel an essence of where I was actually able to recognize that there are points yeah you know like because obviously i know the point system i know mm. how to do them i know it like passing how you know, to score like, and everything yeah but being able to under pressure like recognize okay if i pass i get the two points and if i hold that like i'll get the get the the points for that and mm. it's like that really like you know I'm a, I'm still a massive advocate for like submission. I love yeah. submission. You know, it's yeah. like getting to the back, but I think getting to the back, getting to the mound, it's like regardless. And I, obviously, it's like you said, it's like that's why you get the full points for it for both of those positions is because they are just the most dominant positions. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's it. Like I think often there's there's so much to learn, and that that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned so far is there is so much to learn that. If you spend, if you're trying to learn every single technique, like you have to, like, unless you want to spend every single day of your life. And even if you do, yeah, you never, like every hour of your day, yeah. you're still never going to learn all of them. So yeah. it's like, it's not possible. Pick, do the 80, 20, where it's like, pick the best, you know, the best techniques yeah. or learn the principles behind them. Yeah. Always try to improve on them. But ultimately it's like you're only going to learn so much over your lifetime so it's like be smart with your time 100 percent. um and don't just you know go on youtube watch 20 different techniques in one night and then go to training pick two and of them like, and then go and do it for yeah. six months yeah, yeah that's it yeah. and that that's really how you get better it's proof that jack of all trades doesn't work right yeah. as well you know yeah. like get good at man get good focus on one two man lapidated you know understand the timing yeah, yeah. i agree it's just um, so much yeah so much to learn yeah man never stops all right martin well we're gonna call it a little bit there but um man i actually think like you have a very mature kind of outlook on all this stuff and i think this is a proponent of jiu-jitsu as well it's like you just learn so much more about life and the balance yeah. of the world and stuff like that and it's very um philosophical and spiritual in in, in many ways um for like you know you're a young guy i think i had a very similar kind of outlook as well and just like talking to you now in a more kind of deep way like you can really see the, the depth and and um new like maturity maturity that people have that that do jiu-jitsu we did it we did an interview um with some of the young boys from the kids class as well and like you just see how um man i don't even know the word it, it's the maturity it's all that but just like they just have such a balanced perspective about certain things and they're not they're not too like um impulsive but they're not mm. boring but they're you just find like a really interesting perspective of life because you take in so much information about yourself and learn about emotions and and being human and balanced, stuff. So balanced as well yeah, for sure 
Yeah, I would definitely like on, on the last night, I would say yeah. that decision I made when I had that 600 bucks in my hand, yeah. best, decision. best decision of your life. Get the money well, from mom and dad and go and sign up for Jitsu now. Thanks, man. Thanks, I'll do it now. I'll do it now. <laughs> you know, for me, like, because I saw you really young, Matt, mm. and, uh, you know, and, and it happened to all of you guys, you know, happened to Anton, happened to Matt Tuba, you know, and, and, and so many others, like, and every time it, uh, you have this opportunity to have this chat here, and I can see, you know, the way you guys are expressing yourself and the things you guys believe in. And a lot of myself, I just nod my head going, man, I think exactly the same way. Um, and I, for me, it's awesome to see, you know what I mean? Like it's, man, it's just that jiu-jitsu did its job, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm glad you actually put in the effort and, you know, like you, you can see all the benefits. You had the benefits happen in your life. And you advocate them for other people, you know. And, and and for me, this is man, this is what's the most important thing about this, and the friendships that come along with it, you know. Uh, so man, I can always say thanks for you know like being training partner nowadays. You know what I mean? Like and uh, share the mat with you, and uh, it's awesome, brother. I'm really yeah, happy. It's a friendship that you know that Thank doesn't you. never dies. Off. Yeah, man, that's it's, right. It's something keep training live with for that's the it. rest of your life. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. And let's keep training to. To like we are 85, come here, you know what I mean? Like, we're like oh, don't do the submission, just go there. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, we'll be watching at that point, man. I don't yeah. know, who knows? Maybe we can keep going. If you oh, keep we'll doing the around. yoga, I keep doing the yoga, I'll I gotta start around. again. Start back to the yoga, maybe. Well, Martin, man, thanks so much for coming in. It was very interesting hearing your perspective. And yeah, thanks so much for sharing, man. Oh, pleasure, all, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. No worries, man. Of course. Thank you.